Hello and welcome to Filmy Ladies. We are Pitu and Bath and today's episode is our penultimate episode in our seven episode series on the seven deadly sins. And today we're talking about probably my favorite sin, which is gluttony. Um, I looked up the definition of gluttony and it basically says like there's nothing wrong with eating or drinking for pleasure. It's just when you're doing it to an excess um, due to greed and things like that. That's when it becomes bad and also when it like harms society as a rule. Because at first I was like, wait, I am definitely a glutton where it comes to carbs and chocolate. So like, am I this like terrible, sinful person? But since I'm not really harming people, I guess it's okay, Beth. Um, the movies we have chosen today are I Chose Urta Punjab, which is, I think, from 2009, and it's directed by Abhishek Chobe, um, and Bet Cho Sharabi, which is from 1984 and has Amitabh Bachchan and the other Jaya, not Bachchan, it has Prada in it. And um, both movies involve not an excess of eating, but definitely an excess of drugs, in my case, and an excess of drinking, in Beth's movie's case. Um, so, Beth, it has been ages since I saw Sharabi. Can you please tell us the story of Sharabi? I assume it's about an alcoholic based on the title. It is about an alcoholic. So this movie is more than anything else I've ever seen. An Amitabh Bachchan soliloquy <laughs> for two and whatever hours it is. Not in a bad way, but I just about partway through, I just realized, is anyone else going to say anything in this movie? <laughs> And there are other characters and they do have lines, but the impression of this film is he is on stage telling us things. Expounding. <laughs> Expounding. It's good. Like, that's not a problem. Obviously, he's very good at that kind of thing. And it, it definitely is a, um, if you don't enjoy him, I can't imagine you could get through this movie. But he is the the titular alcoholic. His name is Vicky. He is the son of Pran, who is very rich, but has never provided any love to his son. So he mm. sought love in the arms of alcohol, I guess, <laughs> is the is the deal. He does have a um, father figure in the form of Om Prakash, playing, a, playing Munshi, uh, who, who kind of stays with him and acts as a, a father figure, and to whom Vicky's mother handed the baby on his when he was or handed the child when she was dying saying i know my husband will never really love and be a father to this child that's sad it is sad so this is definitely a bad parenting causes problems kind of generation and the main tension for them seems to be dad only cares about wealth so we have a bit of a greed thing going on here and child you know needs to seek his comforts elsewhere vicky has also uh when his father was tearing down a slum for property development purposes, he goes and there's a child in one of these old huts that won't leave until his mother returns. But his mother has died because, of course, I think I think she's I think she's dead. OK, it's like a blip. Scene. It all sounds very dire. And and that that um, child, they uh, Munshi and Vicky pay for the schooling of said child anonymously. And that child grows up to be a, a very upstanding police officer who they interact with quite a bit and neither of them knows. So we don't have a long lost sibling exactly, but we do have a long lost connection, which is nice. And then Jaya Prada is a dancer slash singer, you know how that goes, uh, whose manager is Ranjit. Mm. Uh, this is 1984. So this is, of course he is. Uh, and 
he tries to get her to work for Amitabh for money, for Vicky for money purposes, but then they fall in love and, you know, just tensions happened and whatever. And uh, Vicky eventually reforms or we, or at least it's implied he's going to reform. And so does Pran because of course. Of course. So does Vicky reform because of his love for Jabrata or is there some other like angle due to which he decides to clean up his His love for Munshi. That's interesting. I did not see that. And I don't want to spoil this movie if you haven't seen it. So I don't want to, I don't want to say exactly what happens, but yeah, for love of his father figure, which is really sweet. Yeah. And unexpected. So I remember when we were WhatsApping about um, Sharabi, um, you said that you haven't seen a lot of Jayaprada movies, right? So I have not. Is this like your first Jayaprada movie ever? I don't think so. I think I've seen her in, isn't isn't she in, um, isn't she in one of the Manmohan Desai films, one of the later ones? Probably. Like Ganga, Ganga Jamuna Saraswati, is she oh, in yeah. that? Yeah. So I think- that one is Meenakshi for sure. I think it may also have Jayaprada in it. She is a person who, and when I look her up, I'm like, oh yeah, her, but then she does not register for me at all. And I know she was a big star, even in Hindi films. I shouldn't say mm-hmm. even in Hindi films, but not just in other languages, also in Hindi. And I just, she's just a blank to me. Like I cannot latch on to her. I really enjoyed her in this movie. And I also thought like Zinataman would have been good in the role, like, yeah. you know, many other people. So I didn't, I didn't feel much specialness about her, but I'm quite uneducated about her. So. I've seen so many Jayaprada movies, but it's because um, in India on TV, on like DD Metro or whatever, or Z Cinema, they would keep showing these South remakes. There was this period where like N.T. Ramarao was like this South producer and he kept remaking his like South hits in into Hindi. And it was always the same cast. It was always Jitendra, Sri Devi and Jayaprada. Right. Always. And, and I, even always I like know love triangle. And that's the one thing I know about her is she's always with those two. Yeah. She's always <laughs> with them. And it's always like, it's always the same story. They're literally like interchangeable. I've seen so many clips of so many different of those Andy Ramara movies. And I'm like, oh yeah, this Chitendra and Devi movie. I know this. And then something happens. I'm like, wait, this is a different one. So I don't know how many of those like clones exist, right. but that is literally my impression of Jabrada, that she I just am- does these films with she. I am looking at her filmography and her language. She is in Bengali films, Telugu, Kannada, uh, Malayalam. She's very prolific. Know. I mean, she was. She's very in. Prolific. She's in uh, everything basically. That's yeah. very impressive. I don't know if I've ever seen someone cover as many languages and Tamil, of course, cover as many languages as that as many times. Although maybe there's yeah. only one Bengali film, but still, that's a ton. That's very impressive. Yeah. But that's the interesting thing about Jabrada. It's like I've seen so many of his of her films and she was an extremely prolific actress. She was one of those super hardworking actresses in that era who did like three shifts a day and like mm. her home at 2 a.m. after working all day, like super mm. hardworking. But I can't think of a single role of hers that stands out to me. Um, and yet yeah. she was a very big star and she usually went head to head with Sri Devi. If you look on YouTube, you can actually find like dance numbers that Sri oh. Devi and Jeopardha have done together. And Jeopardha is an excellent dancer. Yeah. So they're really good together. I think the only movie I associate really with Jeopardha is um, Sargam, the one with Rishi mm. Kapoor, the Dafli Wale song movie. Oh, yeah. That yeah. yeah. So that's about it. But I just, in- yeah, she's kind of a, and I don't, I don't mean to, to be, um, to stir up anything. I, I have never met 
a mega fan of hers that I no. know of again. So this is another of these people who's really prolific, who yeah. my experience would teach me that is not someone talked about much yeah. anymore. Yeah. Which is neither For here sure. nor there. It just is. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that Anita Raj, Rina Roy kind of category of people. Neelam. And it's so funny you say Anita Raj because I only know who she is because people talk about her. I could not pick her out of a lineup. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen her. I have no idea who she actually is, but I know people, especially our age, talk about how many films she was in when they were like 13 and 14 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, it's all, they did all of these like cookie cutter assembly line masala movies in that era. And you cannot distinguish one from the other. Even the posters look alike. Um, like I, for the longest time when I was a kid, I would confuse Anita Raj and Sonam. Sure. Like that's Sonam, the three Dave Sonam, yep. because they look so similar to me. And I was like, wait, which one is this? So there was there was a lot of that happening in that era. Um, so would you say, because a lot of movies that where the protagonist is an alcoholic or they're into drugs or whatever, those movies tend to be very, very exhausting to watch. Oh, yeah. But Sharabi, I feel, has always been marketed kind of as like a good time a comedy and a comedy. Yeah, it's a okay. comedy. So he's a lovable drunk. You know, he does not act in violence. He does not, huh. um, as far as I could tell, he does not say things that he does not remember the next day. You know, he and it helps that he's kind of a freestanding adult, right? So he is not trying right. to parent, failing at parenting someone. He has no responsibilities because he's a rich man's son. And mm -hmm. he, his dad does try to get him married and like dabble a bit of business, business stuff, but not really. So I don't know if it's quite right to say he's a playboy, but it's kind of, you know, he goes to the bar, yeah. he spouts off couplets, is excited when people are like, va, 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 you know, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really have any responsibilities. So it doesn't really matter a whole lot. Right. And also you do have the, you know, you're supposed to feel bad for him because it's clear he's drinking to fill a hole in his yeah. emotional and identity, self, self-identity and things like that. So I think it's also a fun movie because the songs are so songs good. Are good. Like Bappi Lahiri is literally one of the stars of this film because Absolutely. his soundtrack is so brilliant. Like Mujhe Nola Kha Manga Dere, Intaha Hoge is probably the best um, yeah. party drunken party song. And then like that Julie, Otina, Rano, Jamalo, that one is so fun. Um, and I had seen that before somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, Smita. <laughs> I feel like even if people have not seen this movie, they still know the songs because like yeah. every single song in this movie is such a banker and Jeopardy's costumes in this movie are they're so good. much fun. Yeah. Like they're very like disco-y sequiny 80s. But like disco slash classical dance kind of yes. costumes, which I love. And our friend um Amalu from Twitter, who uh -huh. whose blog name escapes me from from days of yore, but <gasps> she's a you know um Desi American who lives in Boston now and blogged and she she's she's our age also and she loves a lot of these these films and she always talked about Apsara oh <laughs> yeah like Apsara outfits yeah <laughs> like disco Apsara kind of thing which yes. I'm very much here for I have no idea what's actually going on in disco terms of the Apsara costume, but... would be such a good band name <laughs> <laughs> like a cover band for 70s yeah. and 80s songs yeah and so she has Again, my ignorance is coming in here, but when I when I think about maybe what Himamalani would wear, she's wearing something very similar, but there's just a lot more rhinestones on it and yeah. maybe more loops of stones in her hair. There's the same basic structure, but there's a lot more and like yeah. bigger, bigger blue eyeshadow. I was definitely here for it. It was really fun. Yeah, I think probably the best disco apsara that I know like is um, Zina Taman in Satyam Shivam Sundram, a god-awful sure. movie. But sure. that one song, uh, yeah. Chanchal Komal Sheetal, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. She looks like a goddess. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to a much more depressing movie, Beth. Which well, is I really mean, let me watch. <laughs> let me brace myself because that's a film I've only seen the one time, but I liked it so much I went on and bought a DVD of it, but I've never rewatched it. <laughs> I have also only seen Urtapajab once because once was enough, but I love this movie so much. It is yeah. so amazing. And Abhishek Chaube as a director is so good. Like I've seen Ishkia, I've seen Date Ishkia, both of those are good. Also, that new um Konkana Sen, um show that came out killer soup i believe that mm -hmm. one is also directed by abhishek chaube so i do want to check it out yeah. for him um but yes urta pajab amazing story amazing acting shahid kapoor just kills it i always feel like shahid is underrated because i've never really met like a shahid kapoor mega fan oh, and i'm not a shahid kapoor mega fan but every time i see a shahid kapoor movie i'm like man he can act he looks good he can dance like he's I don't know why he isn't a bigger superstar than he is. I have a theory about that, which uh -huh, I just yes. just have formed in the last 30 seconds. Uh, Tell me. It seems to me he's a little hard to slot. And that can sometimes work against, uh, if you want to be a hero, that can yeah. sometimes work against you a bit. So when he started, if I recall, he was very much like cutesy lover boy, chocolate box, C yes. kind of, or chocolate hero, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, and like was kind of trying to be, the next Shahrukh, obviously that, yeah, that being the that he's not the next Shahrukh for many no. reasons, but he is good in, in lots he of. He could ways. have been the next Amir because he has that yeah. same like you'd see yeah. yeah, but then and then he like kind of and then obviously he does some things that I think are still very much loved, like Jab We Met is the yes. is the number one I think Shahid film yeah. for most people. Mm -hmm. And then he starts to do Vishal Bhardwaj films, which is really interesting. And then unfortunately he does Kabir Singh and then made a lot of us hate him. <laughs> well, yeah. myself anyway, or like it made me want to. And then, and the more he was on interviews, especially after he got married, it's a little like, oh, please stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> or he I need to one leave. Of those, he's one of those people that is very difficult to digest off screen. Oh yeah. <laughs> because his interviews are very painful to watch. Um, he also comes across as someone who has like a major chip on his shoulder. And I, I don't know why he has that. But every time I see his movies, I'm blown away. Mm. I thought he was phenomenal in Kamine, another Vishal yep. Bharadwaj movie. Yep. He was an, an, uh, phenomenal in Haider, yep. Vishal Bharadwaj. He is, I actually thought he was the only good thing about Padmavat, which I understand is a very unpopular opinion because most people <laughs> kept talking about Ranveer Singh as Khilji. But I thought he just hammed it so much. I forgot he was in that. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, the king in that. that. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I thought he had like yeah. a very like underwritten role, but I think he did a decent job. Whereas Dipika was just the stone-faced person. And Ranveer Singh just like was off doing some like stupid well, shit. Well, and there were so many other so things bad. to worry about with that film, that like all was the violence. That, and the, and yeah. then the, all the horrible things that happened leading up to it. So yeah, no, the movie's terrible, <laughs> but, and I'm very sad I watched it. Like I oh. want my money back, even though I watched it on Netflix, but still. <laughs> um, but Shahid was kind of the only thing about that movie that I could tolerate. So I was, again, blown away by his mm -hmm. role as Tommy in um, Urta Punjab. Alia Bhatt, oh my God, she blew me away as well. I had forgotten mm -hmm. how talented this woman is. Yeah. I mean, her role as like the laborer who then becomes like a victim of like sex trafficking and stuff. I mean, she kills it. There's yeah. these scenes where she is like screaming and crying in frustration because she's so angry at what has been taken away from her. And she is just like, you can't look away from her. She's dynamite on screen. Yeah. And I, I kind of like re-fell in love with Alia. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> you were, 
on record in this podcast as being like, enough, I don't need any more. I'm, like, I yeah, I was so it, but tired I also of am done. <laughs> yeah. But like the Alia that I had become a big fan of was like the Alia of Urta Punjab and um, Razi. Like I just thought she was so amazing in and those hi- films. Did you like Highway? Because I really I have not Highway. seen Highway. Oh. I want to. Yeah, it's on my recommend. list. I want to see yeah. Highway and I want to see NH10 and I keep confusing them in my brain because they're Fair both enough. like associated with highways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want to see it. Um, but yeah, I had forgotten how spectacular and she's what? One film old when she did Urta Punjab. Oh, I no. think she had. No, no, no. Right? There's a lot. No, so, had, so I actually oh, have her filmography in front of me. So there's Student of the Year, Highway, Two yeah. States, Humpty Sharma, okay, okay, Ugly, okay. Shandar, Kapoor and Sons, at least in terms of release. Times. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to plug Shandar while we're here because I love that film and it's her with Shia again. And like, they are so cute in that film. It is like a confection and kind of whimsical and I love it. And I feel people hated it and I, it wasn't. I've never in, seen it. Which it followed. I really recommend Shandar. I think it's so cute. Okay. Which has nothing. It actually does have to do with gluttony because there is a plus sized actor in it who is the character is mocked and people are horrible to her about it. Yeah. Um, Mm. Yeah. So actually, again, not gluttony because it's not harming anybody, right? Herself, most likely. So back off, yeah. shut up, mind your own business. But you know, right. interesting. A great film. Watch it. <laughs> okay, I will. Um, yeah. So loved Alia Bhatt in this movie. Love Shahid. Loved Bebo, who is Lenis. oh so good. She is the best Kapoor doctor, except for Shami, who because like <laughs> Shami is like the best surgeon. Sure. Excellent at surgery, brain surgery, plastic surgery. He can do it all. He's so great. <laughs> um, I want him to do my surgeries ever if I need them. Um, although now he's dead. But, you know, it's Shami Kapoor. So he could probably come back from the dead and if like anyone. dangle from a helicopter in a bath bathrobe with like a syringe and a scalpel in his hands. And he could probably do it. Like While, I have while singing? Shami. While singing, of yeah. course. I like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I have a question about our Kapoor medical typology that we're going here classification system do the kapoors by marriage count in this or no no okay because the kapoors are such a gigantic clan that if we start counting the kapoors by marriage or by association people like we'll never get through it every medical license will be given to them so we can't have that (laughs) but i think bebo is kind of the only kapoor who can play like a doctor she Mm. is so good in this one also Karina Kapoor without makeup is so luminous I don't understand I agree so stunning and her outfits in this like I love of course I love glamorous Bebo who is poo and cushy and all of those things of course but Bebo in a simple cotton salwar kameez with like her hair tied back and just simple earrings like she looked in uh, Urta Punjab and also in Lal Singh Chadda, she has mm-hmm. that same kind of look in that as well in the second part of the movie. She's just so stunning. Like I can't look away from her, just luminous and she's great. Diljit Dasanj is so great. Yeah. I need more Diljit Dasanj movies. Sure. I've seen some of his Punjabi films, mm-hmm. which are all the same. Like every oh. Diljit Dasanj Punjabi film is the same. It's oh always, he's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, what is that movie? It's her Jut or Juliet. So he plays like a Jut who goes to Canada because of course he does. And then the things that happen to the Jut in Canada. And he always falls in love with like a Punjabi kudi who is actually from Canada. So they're all the same. They're, I don't speak a word of Punjabi and I can, I can follow along. I don't need subtitles. It's fine. <laughs> so I just, I need him to do more roles like this instead of yeah. his Canada Jut roles that he does. Although I enjoy them also. So great movie. The music is unbelievable. Yeah. And for a movie that is so harrowing 
And that really takes a strong look at like drugs. Like there's an entire montage in that movie where you see like essentially underage kids, like minors, and they're like sniffing glue and they're injecting mm. themselves in like, you know, abandoned places. And it's really gross to mm. see. And I've seen those, right? Like I'm from Mumbai. I've seen minors like just sniffing glue and doing weird stuff yeah. at like two in the afternoon in some like random gully. Um for such a harrowing movie that looks at such an important topic, it weirdly has some moments of levity and some humor that kind of brings down the tension a little bit. Like the first time that um, that Shahid and Alia meet and she's never heard of him. She doesn't listen to his music or anything. And then she introduces herself and then he says, my Tommy, Tommy Singh. And she's like, Tommy, Kutta Tommy, like, you know, like a dog. <laughs> and he's like, no, <laughs> but it's, it's, like, you know, some brief moments over there that Abhishek Chaubey gives us because the rest of the movie is just like, you're just white knuckling through this film. It's just so good. Um, and I think it does an interesting thing, which is for a movie that is essentially about like the drug crisis and the drug epidemic, it makes you feel all the emotions, including what I think is important, sympathy. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, because I, I feel like so many movies that are about alcoholism or that are about um, drug addiction and things like that can just be like, you know, you're a criminal and you're horrible and you need to be put away mm. somewhere where we don't have to deal with you. Mm. And I, I feel like, okay, but that's not, that's not how we solve society's problems. Right. Um, right. So this one does look at kind of like what's going on with these people. And it does have some sympathy and the, probably the most harrowing scene in this movie is when Bilu, uh, the, the Jita Sanjay's brother whom Karina Kapoor is treating essentially like stabs her yeah. and she dies. Yeah. Um, and you still don't hate him for it, which I think is is such a master stroke. Like it would be so easy to hate him in this in that moment. Yeah. Um, so it's just like a really good movie. Um, there's a whole song in it that Tommy is clearly high, and all of his like yes men are in the recording studio with him. And the the lyrics of the song are coke, 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 coke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just made me laugh. I was like, this is the stupidest song I've ever heard in my life. But of course he thinks it's brilliant, right? right. Because he's a rock star. Right. Um, so it's like really well done. Um, and I would highly recommend it. But this is not a comfort watch movie. This is oh, not a no. movie that you watch on oh, a no. day that you're tired. This no. is a movie that you have to be like mentally prepared for. And you you need to be like in for a really difficult roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. I am thinking about gluttony in terms of... Um, you know, now, which is still, what, seven years after this, eight years after this movie was made, um, is it possible to do much with gluttony without also addressing addiction? And I'm not sure that it is. And I'm also wondering wow. then, what does that say about the, the, the sort of philosophical and theological development of the concept of the sin of gluttony? And had people known more about addiction, in the 500s or you know, like over a thousand years ago and all would gluttony i think ideally gluttony wouldn't be called a sin it's a disease yeah you know i think <sighs> i know what you're saying and i feel like the only thing that would now count would be something like overconsumption or like rampant consumerism like the, the kind that for example you see in movies like aisha right or you know stuff like that but then those are always treated as funny um, but yeah. you know, like you hear about 
celebrities, especially being like the 1% is of course, exceptionally, exceptionally wasteful. And they're the yeah. ones that are basically destroying the planet. So you, you hear of all these like billionaires that will take like a 20 minute, you know, plane journey on their private jet, you <laughs> right, know? Right. So I, I feel like almost things like that now are kind of in that category of like, you're destroying the environment, you're destroying the world for other people, which then stops becoming about gluttony and starts becoming more about greed. Right. Um, and the only thing I can think of in terms of gluttony would be like, have you, of course you have because your parents were Roman historians, but you know that gross thing that the Romans used to do where they would just like stuff themselves sure. at uh, parties or whatever, and then they would just puke and then they would stuff themselves again. I don't think those people were addicted though. I think that was just like the social norm yeah, to that show that you were yeah. wealthy. Yeah. So that probably would count as gluttony where you're so just... conspicuous consumption is maybe yeah. gluttony, but otherwise. I think so. But if you're talking about eating too much food mm -hmm. and food, I feel like you have to take food and put it in a slightly separate category because we do in fact need food to live. Yeah. Whereas alcohol and other sorts of drug when we say drugs right. what we mean you those are not necessary to Correct. sustain life so it's very hard to know like food is co more complicated in a way I think but anyway yeah uh, this is yeah it it's interesting to think about how yeah I do how think addiction also it's like cultural yeah. context too because yes. again when these with when these like rules moral rules came up with or whatever there were so many like famines and you would have like you know the feudal I, system yeah, and that people has to were like starving and then yeah. meanwhile you're eating like all these like crazy things um like there's um of course i have to reference lord of the rings because i have to reference lord of the rings at least once a day but there is like um a scene where uh, in one of the movies and in the books where um the armies are going to war and they know that they're going to lose like they're 100 percent mm. going to lose the heir apparent is going to die and the king is literally sitting in his palace by himself and he's eating like cherries Mm. And he's eating them like a glutton. Like he's just mm. eating them because they're delicious cherries. And, you know, the, the way it's filmed, he's just like savoring them. And one of the characters is standing to the side horrified. And he's like, does this man know his son is out in the battlefield and he's going to die? Mm. He doesn't care. Um, so it's this very like Marie Antoinette thing, right? Like I always think of Marie Antoinette also as a glutton, sort of like let them eat cake. The people are dying. Who cares as long as I have cake to eat? So I, I think there's also like an aspect of cruelty perhaps to gluttony mm. where it's like you have enough and you're just gonna enjoy it and if other people are starving or dying whatever you don't care so, so there's, there's a that... selfishness to it yes. and a lack of uh Compassion, like you're abandon abandoning responsibilities that you have and again causing harm to to others yeah yeah like not being willing to share your bounty in a way, which would which would tie in very nicely with that, because these seven deadly sins are hundred percent like based in like Christianity, right. so it would tie into that. Where it's kind of like you know what is that saying? When you have enough to eat, don't close the door, build a bigger table. Isn't that something? It, yeah, there's something about something that. Yeah, build to an, that effect. Don't deny someone a seat at the table. Just build another table. Right. Build a bigger table. But like build a bigger yeah. table. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's kind of like that, where it's like a glutton would yeah. do that. But then you have food. In, but then I feel like so many movies, though, that talk about that sort of like celebrate overconsumption, they kind of don't have that point at all, though. No. 
Like it's totally fine to wear an outfit once and then just like throw it away. And that's supposed to be like celebrated in some way. And if you talk about being sustainable, you're kind of like the boring person who's like cramping their style. (laughs) Denying someone some fun. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I would say gluttony is probably the hardest of the sins to make an episode on because it just, I was just kind of apart from sloth because I was kind of like, what is gluttony even? Yeah. It's kind of like, well, what's it to you if I eat too much, eat too much, you know, like, yeah. And I was thinking too about, um, I was thinking about this when we prepared our Christmas cake episode with Aditi, but, uh, you know, gluttony as there are circumstances under which gluttony is encouraged by society. Not only is it okay, but like you are supposed to at Christmas, for example, Thanksgiving, and set right and any kind of feast holiday in yeah. any, any belief system right then often gluttony is fine now when those things first started originating the level of gluttony may have been different than what we have now but the principle i think is fairly similar like there's a reason that we gather and eat kind of ridiculous things together for special occasions so yeah. then it's totally fine to be gluttonous. And again, you're not hurting anybody. So I guess it's okay. But why that overconsumption does not damage like a communal food supply or whatever, but then like your <laughs> own person. But again, if you're doing it in private yourself, that's different than doing it in the setting of other people. And uh, it's very, it's very complicated, I think, gluttony. Yeah. It's interesting too, like in the cultural context in India, it's like even now in India, even in like bigger cities, it's so annoying the amount of food that is basically foisted on you um, when you go to people's houses. And right. if you can't say no, you're not allowed to say no. Right. And there's a lot of like weird boundary pushing that happens, which yeah. I was not raised in India. So I always like get crap for it. But I literally have such a huge problem with like, you know, older relatives will literally put stuff in my plate. And then again, I was raised not to waste food. So I literally will lose my temper and say, please stop putting things in my plate because I was not raised to waste food. So I can't waste it. But I also do not have the capacity to eat for laddus. I can't. So so like back off. And then my mom gets mad at me and she was like, you were so rude to that auntie. I'm like, that auntie needs to understand my stomach capacity. Okay. Well, I'm like, and also... You have to eat everything that people give you, even though you've asked them not to multiple times, but you also better not be overweight. Exactly. Right? You better like, look skinny and gorgeous because if you don't, you're going to get criticized for that 100% right. for sure. Right. But also you must stuff your face with all these things that we are giving you and it's rude to say no and you have to ask for second helpings. And it's just like all these like awful rules around um, around food. Yeah. It's just, it's so icky. Um which I think is one of the reasons, like food being so, so complicated is one of the reasons it was easier to find films about drugs and alcohol. Yeah, right? about for the sure. Sort of, the artificial stimulants and depressives and things and things yeah. like that. So There's also this weird trend um, that I see, especially on social media with like food influencers and stuff like that, where they love to, that, that I think definitely counts as gluttony, where they will, you know, post reels and stuff of um, restaurants that they go to where they will have this like Maharaja Thali or whatever. Mm. And it'll be this gigantic plate that has enough food on it for maybe like 10 people. And they'll be like, this is all the food that I'm getting for like rupees 550 only at Mm. this place in Delhi and I'm just like that is gross you're never gonna eat all of that and you're just doing it for like the clicks or whatever so that I definitely judge and I I think that definitely falls into that category like 
there's over a consumption. There's a food channel on YouTube that I'm forgetting which one it is that has some great cooking stuff, but it also has people who go to a theme park or whatever and they order one of everything and try and like I mean, hopefully the crew and all are getting to eat the like cut off where they bit it and then they share it or something. But like again, like so wasteful. And if you really want to yeah. document what all this different food tastes like, then send a whole bunch of people and have them each order one thing. Yeah. Like it's just it's and it's like the it's kind of like the haul video, which I really, really have issues with for for people, even if they're thrift shopping, like the haul, like here's what I bought, look at it. Yeah. Aren't you proud of me for what it's I was able awful. to find? Like it's really gross. Like the conspicuous yeah. consumption of these things is really, really gross. So, but I feel like that's something that you and I definitely have issues with, right? Where it's sort of this like overconsumption-y thing, but not gluttony in the traditional self of it, because I don't understand like how much is too much. So for instance, if I ate two croissants rather than one, why is that bad? Right. I mean, I'm going to feel a little bit icky later, but like, yeah. it, it's, that's not so it's, bad. It's not, right? It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> but society <laughs> likes to judge other, I mean, we love to judge other people. That's a very human yeah. thing, I think. And food is so conspicuous because you often do it in the presence of other people or people think they can judge what you've eaten by what you look like, even though that's obviously mm -hmm. uh, not correct. Um there's medical opinions about what you eat that are, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes ill-founded and not, and not necessary, not really based on anything except fat phobia or whatever. Like it's so complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also like one thing that I, I do take issue with, especially in America, where I do think that drinking too much is valorized and glamorized to oh, a yeah. point that I think is very unhealthy, where it's kind of yeah. like, if you want to drink your third beer because you feel like it, I'm okay with that because who am I to tell you not, not to have that third beer? But when people start being like, you should definitely have another cocktail. And I'm like, nope, I have work tomorrow. I cannot afford to go to work hungover. And there's so right. much pushback with that. Yeah. Like I get that so much with like, not so much friends, but more with acquaintances where we like, what do you mean you don't want another right. vodka soda? I'm like, I have work tomorrow. They Some want your company, like to go. right? Yeah. They don't and it's it kind of like, you can have three cocktails. Right. I don't care. But like, right. you know, so there's definitely a lot of that goes on as well. So I just think like food and drink is so complicated because Very there's complicated. so much like, policing that happens oh, yeah. so much judgment so much like reading between the lines and self-judgment like too like we judge others and we too. judge ourselves and like yeah you know, how many so many friends I've known who will you know we've all we've gone out to our favorite pancake house for breakfast and someone is like oh I'm just getting da da da, da. you know and you're like if that's what makes you happy, yeah. then great. But like, why do you need to announce it? Yeah. Are you trying to make the rest of us who are having syrup and did it, did it feel bad? But also like, yeah. what's it, it's so complicated. It's so complicated. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about our favorite glutton of all time? Our favorite alcoholics in uh, filmy alcoholic that we both point blank refused to do an episode one, Mr. Devdas. Oh, <laughs> I actually had thought maybe I'll rewatch a dev just for this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Life I can't is too it. short, Beth. You can't do that. And as I, as I will put on a t-shirt someday, friends don't let friends watch dev just, and I try to be my own friend. So I'm going right. to let myself watch dev just that primarily applies to the Bansali one, just so you know, but like in yeah. general, I feel like friends don't let friends watch dev just, um, yeah. I don't I feel like a whole lot to say friends um letting friends watch Dave D though because oh, I yes, stand by that that is an amazing movie so yeah. people should watch that. And that that would have been a good one to add to this mix too especially compared with you know paired with a Dependab. Yeah. Um I don't 
I mean, he's an addict, right? So I, I feel bad in a way judging someone who's clearly an addict, regardless of whether that language or intent was in the original story. I don't remember when it was first written. So I don't, I think alcohol of all the, all the things we consume probably has had, people have been aware that people drink too much and without being able to control it. I think that must be a oh, millennia's yeah. old observation, yeah. right? Regardless of how weak alcohol was in the past in certain, like, I think we've all known right. this for a long time, we humans, but he is just a horrible person. And, you know, you can't, you can't uh, I don't know, is everything that he does that's horrible a result of his alcoholism? That's the question for this type like of conversation, I think. I feel like at least the Dave Dasa, the Ponzali film was insufferable even before, yes. I think he, I think alcoholism just kind of like ramped it up. I would that agree. Is a horrible character. Yeah. Um, whereas Dilip Kumar, Devdas is not as horrible. Like I actually don't mind him that much. I still mind him, but not, not that <laughs> terrible. I still mind. I will always mind Devdas. I, I will always mind him. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, he is the the number one Indian cinema over consumer. I would yeah. say. Um, I know that we've had a pretty good run over the last episodes of not mentioning one Mr. Dev Anand, but I thought you should know that there is actually a 1964 movie called Sharabi. <laughs> I read the plot summaries of both, and I could find both with English <gasps> subtitles. Thank you, Ayn Thuzan. Uh, and I thought the Amitabh one sounded more fun. So that's what I went for, okay. because uh, it's the <laughs> depths of winter. It's painfully cold outside where I live. I'm like, you know what? Life's too short. I'm going to watch this thing that was that was extremely funny in parts and funny verbally. And when and when humor can translate uh, yeah. physically and the subtitles do a great job or, or all those things come together, like that is not necessarily easy to find right. uh, with my non-comprehension of, of Hindi fluently. So yeah. I, you know, th this movie was a treat, honestly, and I'm so glad you nice. recommended it because I, I don't think yeah. I've ever heard of it. I've definitely seen some Prakash Mera films. Right. Um but I, this one had not registered for me. Prakash this is, and Amitabh is such an iconic yeah. Jodi. And this is entering, I texted Pitu while I was watching this, that Amitabh in this film, which is three years after Silsila, which we just talked about, looks infinitely older and more worn to me. I don't so know what's strange. going on. Like, and maybe it's just how that studio happened to be lighting and whatever else, but, but also he is playing an alcoholic. So maybe that's on purpose yeah. that he looks a little more puffy and old. Honestly, he just looks old. You know, that cartoon about that has him in it, the comics. No, there's, there's comics that had Amitabh Bachchan in them. And this version of him looks like the drawn <laughs> version of him. To me. It's very funny. I was like, Oh yeah, that era. Um, it would be so funny if Amitabh went method for this movie. Wouldn't that be so hilarious right. if he just started like drinking since like ten in the morning? Because he's like, listen, I got to I got to shoot for Sharabi. I got to right. I got to do this. Right. Got to nail this character. <laughs> I I mean, anything's possible, right? I hope I hope he did not because that sounds painful. But uh, <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite touches in this movie that adds to the humor for me, although I'm not sure it's supposed to, is in Pran and Amitabh's house. Those the rich the rich house. There are. I've often talked about how much I love the giant photos of self that are in yes. Hindi film homes. These are life size. And some of them are toe to, to head, <laughs> like full and body there shots. Are multiple? Yeah, but they're of him drinking. <laughs> As if to underscore the Sharabi of the of the title, like even the portraits of him in his father's house are him like holding a 
<laughs> that is hysterical. <laughs> and appropriately, this house has, I think, the biggest home bar I've ever seen in a Hindi film. It's, you know, 20 feet long, multiple stacks high, wow. just filled of all sorts of bottles and everything. It's, uh, it's so quite a sight. Is also Sharabi or no? Pran is very much not Sharabi, I think. Oh. And I assume that the drinking is partly a rebellion against the, the non-Sharabi oh, right. father. But towards the end, Pran is so upset by things that are happening. He's like, see what you've done? I, I will drink. Duh. So he's like <laughs> glugging down brown, you know, not just not just some beer, some like brown liquor uh, and like oh, spilling God. all over him. You get that kind of you get that kind of thing. So it's uh, it's quite a treat. That's funny. This film oh. does. My only complaint about this film, honestly, is that it, well, it, really, there's only one named woman in it, I think. Like, again, has no use for women whatsoever. Yeah. But I feel like this film very much underuses prawn, and I am not here for that. Right. <laughs> I want more prawn. And the prawn in this film is very much like prawn in Bobby to me. Mm. But I feel like prawn in Bobby kind of has a little bit more to do. I mean, not much, but a little more. And this, I'm like, more prawn. Prawn can do anything. He's great. What do you what are you doing wasting him as this dad who doesn't really yeah. do or say much other than sort of scowl? Come on now. I mean, you have prawn, you have Ranjit. I feel like you're missing Danny Denzongpa. Pretty much. Bob Christo is great. in it for one scene really? as a as a hench dude. Yeah. Um Suresh Oberoi is in it in a small role that I was like, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> Why are there hench dudes in this movie? Um, because is there oh, like well, smuggling happening? Or? No, they're like street thugs, more like, and they, oh. you know, there's a group of them that try to rob Amitabh, but then also Ranjit has like gotten a bunch of them to, you know, okay. Things. There's and of course there's a fight at the end because it's 1984, right. duh. So it's masala, right. and I'm I'm here for that. So, do you know? Is there any movie? Can you think of any movie where like the the lead actress where she's like. A glutton, like she's a sharabi or she's a drug addict or something? I cannot off the top of my head. And I did, uh, it's not the top of my head because I did try to think back about that. There must be some movies where the brothel madam is oh, an, yeah. over, an alcoholic or a, sure. a big drinker. And she's certainly a big smoker, which I don't know yeah. if that falls under gluttony or not. It probably should, but it was, I mean, it's certainly yeah. a drug. So I suspect that's where I would look to come up with some. Are there any like drunken going grandmas as comedy aunties? Like probably, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like Shabana has been in that movie. Was it Monday or Bazaar? Maybe Monday. Yeah. Um, it's one of those movies with, which also has Meeta Patel in it. Um, the name escapes me right now, but she plays um, sort of like the madam. And I feel like she drinks a lot in that film as well. I feel like a madam so is maybe, where where to look yeah, first. Yeah, that would be where. Interesting, though. I can also imagine there might be a an drinks too much comic best friend, maybe circa like two thousand. Manju and Chalbaz certainly drinks. Manju and Chalbaz is a, a bit, bit like that. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't harm anybody. No. With it. But yeah, so but yeah, so I feel like that that must exist occasionally, but it certainly does not come to mind very much because part of this yeah. is about control and you know women yeah. women who are acting out of control are it's probably yeah. in a lot of films. So or if they if they drink, they'll have like this big drunken like blowout scene where they're yeah. just so upset that they need to drink and like get it all out. So and of. they might endanger a child or something like that. Right. And yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other movies that come to your mind for gluttony? No, this was tough. This yeah. was this was tricky, and I'm really glad you 
came up with Sharabi because I am not, I, did, I didn't know this film at all, either, either of them. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I made, cause I was thinking about Dev Das, but you, you saved me from Dev Das, which is the micro friendship. I have been on such a great role. I suggested Jedi to you and you loved yeah. me. I suggested Sharabi. I know something yeah. wrong. I'm going to suggest like a bad movie to you that you're going to get mad at me for sure. Cause that's just how these things go. I'm going to be like, Beth, you should watch XYZ. It's amazing. You'll love it. And then you'll see it and then you'll become grumpy camel. Grumpy camel. <laughs> then you'll be like, Pitu, you are not a friend. <laughs> friends don't I was friends watch this. Re-listening to one of our episodes the other day. I forget which one, but we talked about um, like overly dramatic leopard. <laughs> Remember we there did? was like a, a taxidermied leopard. Oh, it's in um, Cora. There's oh, a taxidermy okay. yeah. leopard who's very, like, I think you called it a really dramatic leopard. <laughs> I like our I little menagerie. Like a lot of the taxidermied animals are overly dramatic. Oh, yes. though. Like they are like full on, like and they're to like go for the jugular. And they're lit with a red light and the camera like yeah. flashes up to them. Like they, they are to show, you know, anger and wildness and stuff. Yeah, as opposed to like the stag heads. The stag heads are so sad. So they sad. Just look, like, so sad and like taken aback. Nice herbivores. Like they didn't do anything to anybody. Monarchs of the Glen. I know. I love them. It's very sad. Mm, very sad. Okay. Um, tell me, what is your favorite form of gluttony? Would it be alcohol? Would it be food? Or would it be drugs? I mean, we talked about this in our greed episode. It's carbs. You're not allowed to mention Shashi Kapoor. <laughs> no, it's carbs. <laughs> yeah, it's, like... And it's specifically wheat flour-based yes. carbs. The baked yes. goods, which, we, which we've already talked about. But um, did I make waffles this morning? <laughs> yes, I did. They're delicious. <laughs> did you douse them with like really good maple syrup? Honestly, so I made like these banana waffles that they have mashed up banana in the batter and I okay. didn't put anything on them. So like they're banana cinnamon nutmeg, like they taste really good by themselves. And really I was not good. doing that out of any like, oh, I don't, I can't possibly eat any maple syrup today. I can eat maple yeah. syrup today. I have some in yeah. my fridge because I'm an honorary Canadian. So I have maple syrup, right? real uh -huh. maple syrup. But I, I just, I was very happy with them as they were, especially right off the waffle iron, like crispy and warm. So yeah, good. I love waffles. Waffles are so much better, I think, compared to pancakes because pancakes don't have the mm. crisp factor, which I need. I like, I like them all. They're all French. Yeah. toast waffle pancake all good in my opinion crepe i discovered waffles when i moved to america because sure. it's not a thing we have in india right. and then i i ate uh i used to go to ihop with my friends and i discovered pancakes decided i didn't like them mm. tried waffles loved and i used to always get waffles with like the the simple like the pancake syrup that they have at ihop mm -hmm. which is not that fancy the first time i had like real vermont maple syrup though <laughs> It was like an epiphany. Yeah, it was like the sky opened up, the angels began yeah. singing, and I was like, yeah. what in heaven's name is this? I know, it's so good. It's and then it spoiled so me, and I could never go back. And I mean, now it's like, I'm if I go to a place where I'm going to have breakfast for lunch, and I'm going to have a waffle, I have to make, there has to be maple syrup, because I refuse to eat the Anjumaima pancake syrup, whatever. A Canadian friend brought me one of those little, the little maple leaf shaped bottles, the like little yeah. souvenir maple syrup. Oh, and that's actually what I'm down to right now. I don't have a bigger bottle, um, but I'm like, oh, I should bring that with me. <laughs> yeah. Put it on my pancakes. I have so to just good. say, if you are ever in Champaign, Illinois, which Pitu has been, but for any listeners, we have a diner that makes their French toast by taking the bread and instead of putting it in an egg based batter, they mm -hmm. put it in French toast batter. Or, sorry, in pancake batter. Oh. And so then they put it on the griddle so the edges get super crispy. Oh, that like, sounds good. Oh, it's so good. And then they put a little bit of cinnamon sugar on top while it's still warm. So <gasps> then, 
Oh, it's so good. Nice. <laughs> and it's worth like getting up and because the diner, of course, closes at 2 p.m. Um, right. And I, I don't get there very often, but oh, the, the pancake batter, French toast, give it a try. It's delicious. <laughs> I love battered stuff, but I draw the line at the stuff that they will give you in the deep south or just in general in the south. So when I when I used to live in Atlanta, I mm. had a, a friend from Georgia, like he was born and raised in Georgia. And he said that you're a Yankee until you eat deep fried apple pie. I was like, OK, first of all, I'm not a Yankee. I'm literally Indian. And he was like, well, you're from Chicago, so you're a Yankee. I was yeah. like, OK. Yeah. And then he took me to a place. So I was like, I've had apple pie. And he was like, no, but you have not had deep fried apple pie. So at this place, you pick your apple pie slice, whatever. They dip it in batter and then they deep fry that. And then they no, serve it you. a la mode. No, yeah, so you. they serve it a la mode with like, you can either get vanilla ice cream or peach ice cream because of course the peach sure. state. And I looked at it. I was like, I love fried stuff. I love sweet stuff. But this is honestly, Owen, this is beyond my capability. And he was like, no, you have to. I was like, oh, and I had it and I really couldn't have more than two bites, but then Owen finished the rest for me. So that was good. But it was, it was disgusting. That sounds like too much to me. And I, this is where <laughs> I will say, if anyone is, is offended by what we're saying, all of my family ancestrally is from Virginia and North Carolina. Like once they got to the United States from Europe, some of, some of them a very long time ago, that's where they've been. So I am sort of ancestrally at least a, a, a light Southerner, like a Northern Southerner. Right. I have never lived in the South, but every time we visit family in Virginia, which is where my mother, my remaining parent now lives, I cannot with sweet tea. <laughs> I cannot no. with some of these things. Like I don't, I don't like it. It's too much for me. And I have a pretty high sweet tolerance. And like I, I am not a particularly healthy eater. Most, especially when on when on visiting people and yeah. traveling, whatever. But oh no, thank you. I don't the want sweet it. Sweet tea is sweet. It's, it's too sweet for me. I feel like everything in the South though is like, it's like they take something and then they really amp it up more. to the point mm -hmm. that I just, I can't. It's like yeah. more is more in the yeah. South. And I just, I don't think my taste buds can handle it. So now I'm more is, like, no, it's okay. more is more Chicago deep dish. We are on record in this podcast. It's oh. liking very much. So there is some more is Greatest more that I really ever. like. Yeah, yes, that the, is fine. Like Chicago's idea of more, I can handle the South's <laughs> idea of more is just like, it's just, it's pushing the boundary a little too much for me. This is where we'll put in the, put an asterisk that this does not cover Malort. This does not, what? Have you ever drunk Malort? I have not. What is that? It is a very specifically Chicago alcohol that is disgusting and very strong, like, Kind what of think Jägermeister, like? but much, 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 much worse. I've oh. never had it. I can't. I, I like Jägermeister. Possibly though. bring myself to drink. Have you had grappa? No, but that sounds kind of good to me. <laughs> grappa is like no bad. No. Grappa is like straight up spirit alcohol. I swear oh, then no. God. It is, it is hideous. No. So mm -hmm. I smelled grappa once. Like, I mean, we were at this like wine place, whatever. And then I, yeah, in Italy, and I smelled it and I was like, this literally is like the spirit alcohol you have like in your chemistry lab in school. And I was like, I, I, I can't like, you can probably like clean floors with this or something. I'm not going to drink it. But my husband was like, well, they're giving it to us as a shot. Just try it. And I was like, fine. I swear it was like just fire, just fire going down my throat. It was disgusting. I'm on the Wikipedia page for Malort because it's a, it's a Swedish derived, like, and it has oh. anise and wormwood in it. Mm. Um, and it. <laughs> It, there's a film where someone describes Malort as a Chicago tradition for erasing past mistakes. 
And I saw a picture on Twitter just this morning of a Malort delivery truck that said Malort. And it had a picture of a woman taking a shot going like, Ugh. and it says, do not enjoy, period, responsibly, period. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I love. <laughs> so my favorite um, gluttony memory would probably be again when I lived in Chicago all my best stories are from my life in Chicago because Chicago is like the best <laughs> so my friend Karen um we lived in the same neighborhood and there was like a neighborhood sushi place um that we used to go to every Friday night so it was like mm. our every Friday night Karen and I would show up to like bitch about our week and so and we would walk there but we would stagger out because <laughs> we always went over there. We didn't care about the food. I mean, the food was fine, but that's not what we were there for. We basically would go in and get like a carafe of hot sake each. And like, I would always get shochikubai because that's my favorite sake. So we would go there and because it was like, a long-standing tradition of ours, the people at the sushi place knew us at that point. They were like, oh, it's those two women. And so they would get the hot sake ready for us before we even nice. like sat down. They'd be like, oh, they're here. And then they put them in front of us. So we would start the evening perfectly sober. I'd be like, hey, how was your week? What was that? Da, 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 da. And the, by the time we were done, our voices would get louder and more high-pitched <laughs> and there would be more screeching and squealing. We were like banshees by the time we were done. We would finish, we would leave heavy, really big tips mm -hmm. and then we would stagger home. We were not allowed to like drive or anything because like we would stagger home, but it was great. And we'd be like crossing the street going, Bye. I love you. We'll see you next Friday. I love that you're a regular so much that they bring your order out. The only place I am a regular is in fact the local pancake house where they know nice. they don't know my order, but they know when I come in to put my name on the waiting list, they're like, it's Beth. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them, not all the staff, but a lot of them know who I am. <laughs> No, they knew, and they they knew that uh, my friend would always get like the certain whatever sushis. At least with me, my my food order changed. Like mm. sometimes I get miso soup, sometimes I get agidashi tofu, whatever. But our alcohol order was always the same, and they'd be like, "Oh Lord, they're here! Get the get the hot sakes out." <laughs> but good times. And um, when I moved to California, I was desperate to find like a sushi sake night friend, and I tried to get people. And there's this there's a sushi place right behind my house. It's so good. And I tried to get friends to come with me and literally California is wine country. Sure. These are all people who want to have like wine. And I'm like, no, but sake. So I don't have a friend. I'm oh. still on the lookout for a friend who will come for like Friday night carafe of hot sake with me. If you are a Bay Area listener and you like sake, hit up the two. <laughs> yes, for sure. Just message me. I will be your Friday night um, drunken friend. <laughs> I'm also a very happy drunk. I'm a very, very right. delightful drunk. I'm annoying, but I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. So, okay. I think that's it for this episode on gluttony. We were so afraid we wouldn't have anything to say. And as usual, we can we are in an hour. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is us at this point. I think we should just make peace with it. Yeah. Um, next week, we will be back with our final episode of The Seven Deadly Sins. And that one is going to be rough. So that's going to be a meaty one. And we're very excited. We already have our movies picked out. Um, and tell us what you think, what your favorite gluttony movies are. Tell us who your favorite Bollywood drunks are, your favorite Bollywood drug addicts are. Um, tell us what your thoughts on like overconsumption and overconsumerism. Mm -hmm. And um, Beth, do you have anything to say? Uh, bottoms up. Okay. <laughs> bottoms up. And we will see you next week. Bye.